Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About It podcast. I am your host, Apostle Rosemary of RCN Ministries and OSGA Apostolic Network, along with my wonderful husband, Apostle Herbie. Today's topic on our podcast, we're going to talk about the blood. The blood has no tongue, yet it speaks. The blood has no voice, yet God hears. Genesis 4 and 10 is going to be our key verse on today. Genesis 4 and 10 reads, And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother crieth unto me from the ground. This is the Lord talking to Cain after he had killed his brother Abel. Verse 11 says, And now art thou cursed from the earth, which has opened up her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. 12 says, When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shall thou be in the earth. We need to understand something. Whenever we shed innocent blood, we are operating under and we are living under the curse of Cain. We are allowing ourselves to kill innocent people with our words, the things that we say, the way that we talk and come against our brethren and our sisters. This is not of God. This is not the Holy Spirit. This is decisiveness. This is evil. And it's from the pits of hell. And it's time that the people that are operating in such spirits repent and cry out to God and ask God to save you, to ransom you, to deliver you, to heal you, to set you free from all of this hurt and bitterness and anger and, and all of these roots of rejection that you're allowing the enemy to delay you, to hinder you, to cause you to kill your brothers and sisters and you still yet profess that you're men and women of God. This is the hour to cry out for mercy. This is the hour to repent and to ask God, Lord, make me over again. Lord, that I do not sin against my brethren. Lord, that I do not come against my brethren. Lord, that I do not talk against my brethren. Lord, I need you to help me because it's not them, oh Lord, but it's me. I am the issue. Lord, let me, allow me, God, should I say, to do a self-examination. And Lord, I've searched my heart and I realize this day, God, that it's not them, God, it's me. It's me. Just as Cain slew and killed his very own brother Abel because of jealousy, because he was envious, because he was angry, he was vexed. Why? Because God received the offering that his beloved brother, Abel, 
gave to the Lord. But Cain just gave him anything. He just gave him whatever his hand came across. He just picked it and put it up there and say, here it is. But we need to learn and recognize in this hour, in this season, that we cannot just give God any old thing. We have to give God our very best. We have to give God all of us. We have to give God what we have, the very thing that we want to hold on to, that we don't want to release. That's the very thing that we need to lay on the altar and say, God, I need you to help me. You see, so many people, they read the, the scripture and, and the word of God and they read about they read about Abraham and they read about him taking his beloved son, Isaac, and he was going to take him up and he loaded up the donkeys and he put the wood and everything, tied everything down. And then he's got Isaac walking with him. And Isaac looks back and says to his father, I'm paraphrasing it, but it's in the word. But Lord, but, but father, where is the sacrifice? In other words, we got everything for the sacrifice, but where is the lamb? What, what, what are we going to put on this altar that I'm going up here with you and we're going to build in honor to God and we're going to give an offering. This is what Isaac said, but Lord, what is going on? I can just imagine this son. We're going to make a sacrifice, but with what? But because he loved his father, he honored his father. He trusted his father and he loved his father, Abraham. And his father said back to Isaac that God would provide the sacrifice. Listen today. Don't just give God anything. Don't give God what you don't want. Give with the spirit of excellence and everything that you do for God. And make sure that you always give him your best. Don't worry about how he's blessing someone else. If you would just line up and do what God told you to do. If you would just be obedient. If you would just be uh, submitted. If you would just commit yourselves to God. If you would just walk in a spirit of humility and ask God to, Lord, I need you to take this out of me. Whatever it is that's hindering me, whatever it is that's causing me to act like this, whatever it is that's causing me to shed innocent blood of others. God, I need your help because every time that you do it, guess what? The blood cries out to God. It speaks and God hears it. My Lord. Genesis chapter four and verse 10. When we begin to look at what the Lord said to Cain, he said, what hast thou done? The Lord now charges him with his guilt. The voice of your brother's blood cried unto me from the soil. Lord, in this very providence of God, Blood has a voice, a crying to him, to which he cannot but heed. Ah, uh, it is vain then to attempt any type of concealment. You see, the blood has a very distinct sound to our Heavenly Father. And when we shed innocent blood, my God, as Cain had done to his brother Abel, the blood cries out in such a way that the Lord hears and it, bring, and it he comes to an attention 
and he and he comes down and he wants to know and see what has happened. It's just that serious because think about what I just said. He wants to know and see. Why did I say that? Because God knows and he sees all. But the thing about it is the one that sheds the blood, God will give them the opportunity just like he gave to Cain. And he wanted to know from Cain, what hast thou done? And he wanted to see his reaction. And he was giving him yet another chance to get it right, to repent, to cry out for mercy and to say, Lord, it was me. I killed my only brother. God, it was me. It was me and my brother. We, we offered sacrifice. And because mine was rejected, God, I got angry. I got vexed. I was jealous. I was envious. And God, I killed him. But still yet, Cain still tried to hide it. He thought there was going to be, he was going to be able to conceal what he had done. Remember, God knows everything. God sees everything. Even when you think that no one knows, God knows. My God. In Genesis chapter 4, verse 11 through 12, the very curse, the very curse, which now fell on Cain, was in some sense retributive. As it sprang from the soil, which had received his brother's blood. How do I know that? Because some chapters later, up over five chapters ahead in chapter nine, verse 25, it says, So he said, Curse be Canaan, the son of Ham, a servant of servants, he shall be to his brothers. Listen, when we shed innocent blood, we open up the opportunity and we open up ourselves, should I say, to a blood curse in our lineage, which is a family curse. You, you know, that when we begin to see that people are living under generational curses, this is what happened when Cain did what he did. It's in the bloodline. The particulars of it are the withdrawal of the full strength of the fruitfulness of the soil from him and the degradation from the state of a settled dweller in the presence of God to that of a vagabond in the earth. Listen to that. Became confused. He was a wanderer, that vagabond. He was coming and going. Always, he just literally, he was, he was lost because why the Lord had cut him off because of his sin. He was banished to a less productive part of the earth. He was removed from the presence of God and the society of his father and his mother and abandoned to a life of wandering and uncertainty, mind battles, confusion, all over the place, here one day, there to next day, start one project, can't finish that, then you're birthing another project. In, a, in the book that I scribed over a year ago, Purpose Driven Wombs, I began to talk about the simple fact of this. I'd rather be Hannah with one prophet Samuel than Penina that had a whole bunch of babies 
And the Bible does not even mention their names. Why? Because they had no purpose. So many people are walking around purposeless, clueless, wandering, vagabonds, lost, um, all over the place. It's almost like they have like a spiritual ADHD. They hopping here. They're hopping there. They're doing this. They're doing that. They can't settle in their minds and their spirits. Why? Because they have been cursed by Cain and the things that he had done by shedding innocent blood. And now they're hopping all over the place. When you see it, just pray and say, Lord, help them. Lord, help them heal their minds and get their hearts right. What does the blood of Abel say to us? When we've shed innocent blood, let's talk about what the blood of Abel does. Because it is the blood. It is in the blood. Abel, he being dead, yet he speaks. My God, Hebrews 11 and 4. And we began to understand in Hebrews 11 and 4, it says, By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the testimony that he was righteous, God testifying about his gifts, and through faith, though he is dead, he still speaks. My God. Somebody better catch that right there. We need to understand something. When we have been obedient to God, when we have done what his word says, God still honors us. Even when we have gone on and transitioned from this life, our blood still speaks. My God, there is still an imprint that is left on this world and on the lives and the hearts of many. The blood of Abel says that God will one day avenge the crimes that were perpetuated against the innocent, according to Romans 12 and 19. When we look at Romans 12 and 19, it says, never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Stop trying to fight your own battles. Stop trying to figure it out. Stop trying to uh, uh, defend yourself. T stop trying to make people understand you. Stop trying to satisfy people. Stop Stop trying to pacify people in their feelings and, and all of this stuff. No, 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 no. Leave it alone. Leave them alone. Cut it loose. Cut them loose and let the vengeance come from God. He can take care of it a lot better than we can. And what we need to do is, baby, guess what? Abraham and Lot walked together for a season. But when it was time, for him to come into his wealthy place, for him to come into the overflow, the abundance, and into the blessings of God. Even he could not take Lot, his kinsman, to that next level. He had to cut him loose because he was a hindrance and Lot had become a liability. Why? Because Lot knew who Abraham was. He was gleaning from Abraham. He was a parasitic appendage. He was a leech. Ah, he was going where the blessing was and the blessing rests upon Abraham. That's a whole nother sermon. So what did Lot do? He latched on to him. People will latch on to you for your all. People will latch on to you for your anointing. People will latch on to you for recognition. People will latch on to you for promotion. People will latch on to you so that others can say, for surely he's a man or a woman of God because they are walking with this man or they're walking with this woman of God. But the devil is a lie. Cut it loose and keep going and let the vengeance 
come from God, my Lord. The blood of Abel says that the righteous are hated without cause. That is in 1 John chapter 3, verses 11 through 13. And it says, For this is the message which you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. And verse 12 says, Not as Cain, who was of evil, the one and slew his brother. And for that reason, he did he slay him because his deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. Come on, somebody. Do not be surprised, brethren, if the world hates you. Again, stop trying to please man. Don't worry about it. Be about the father's business and worry. The only thing you should be concerned about is being pleasing. Your lifestyle being pleasing and acceptable unto God. My God, the blood of Abel says that it does make a difference how men worship the almighty God. The blood of Abel says that faith is the only key to winning approval of God. According to Hebrews 11 and 6. And that reads. And without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God. Must believe that he is. And that he is. A rewarder of those who seek him. Are you seeking God? Are you truly. Truly. Seeking God. Ask yourselves, Matthew 7 and 7 say, ask and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Are you really seeking God, my God? The blood of Abel says that the only righteousness is in obeying the word of the Lord. We can find the verse for that in Romans chapter 1 verse 16 and 17. And we're going to read this in our close. For Romans 1 and 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jews first and also to the Greek. Verse 17 says, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. My husband and I, Apostle Herbie, we preached this very sermon um, with three of these scriptures was included in it. The blood cries out. And we just preached it, um, I think, two Sundays ago. I'd have to look back on YouTube or YouTube channels to see. But it was so powerful that this has been really swelling in my spirit. And the Lord says, because you need to reiterate it. You need to tell the people, daughter, you need to let them know that they will not be blessed shedding innocent blood. The Lord said to let them know that in this hour, in this season, this is the time that I shall vindicate everyone that has been wrong and everyone who has been wounded by people, by their tongues, by their lies, by their betrayal, 
by all of these things, the Lord says, I'm going to do it. So I pray that this message blesses each and every one of you. And again, I want to close with this. This was something God spoke heavily in my spirit. The blood has no tongue, yet it speaks. The blood has no voice, yet God hears. May God bless you and may God keep you until next week. And again, I am your host, Apostle Rosemary of Let's Talk About It podcast of our I am the Apostle along with my husband of RCN Ministries and OSGA Apostolic Network. God bless you and God keep you and have a wonderful day.